and welcome back to the second episode of the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. I'm John DeAngelis, joined by Tim Kearns. And today we're going to go over every single prospect drafted by the New England Patriots and some undrafted prospects we think could make the team. So the first pick the New England Patriots did was at 37. They traded down from 20, 23 and drafted Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan University. Uh, Tim, what do you think about this pick? Uh, I mean, it, it was just classic Patriots in every way. I mean, you're just waiting all draft night that first night to hear a name called, and then they move back, which didn't surprise me at all. I said in our first episode that it wouldn't surprise me at all if they moved back, and they did. They got 37 and 71. That was a good trade, and then they moved back, and they get a Division two safety which i mean i i know he's he had been climbing draft boards and he's got a ton of talent and they love the kid but to me you just can get that guy later and i i don't know like i i just don't see anyone taking a division two guy in the second round the, the level of competition just isn't there for guys like that right so some things i want to point out um Schefter tweeted that the reason they trade back from 23 is the guy they wanted, they knew they could get later. So to me, that says they wanted him at 23, but knew it was too early. Right. Which is like almost loony to me though. I, I get that. Um, one thing I can say, he, he reminds me a lot of Patrick Chung, who we know is getting old and isn't the same player. Mm-hmm. Um, just to go over some of the reasons, like he's an athletic freak. I have some of his combine numbers. He had a 42 inch vertical, which is obviously best of the safeties, 134 inch broad jump, second among safeties. And he ran a 44940, which I think he could have ran faster if you saw him. It looked like he slowed down towards the end. So he, he's really fast. And mm-hmm. another big note he had six punt return touchdowns. So if you can get an elite punt returner, that's like a bonus with this pick of him as a safety. And even though the competition wasn't great in D2, he dominated the senior bowl. Like in practices, he was dominating. He led the senior bowl in tackles, you know, and that is good competition. Like pretty much every guy got drafted from the senior bowl, you know, so there mm-hmm. is stuff to like, and he has played some competition, not as large of doses as other players, but yeah, I I agree. I personally I, am a fan. I, I think there's stuff to like. I agree, and I think he, I think all the intangibles are there, um, and I think he's going to fit in and he's going to play well. I just don't think that that was the pick there. Like, there's just no like the value at that pick is just, I mean, I, I, there were so many different ways they could have gone. Um, Komet is a guy that I think they could have gone with there and still could have gotten Duggar later. I mean, you forget how many picks they had late. Yeah. They had, they had what? Four, four third rounders, uh, two fourths and four sixth at that point. Yeah. Uh, To me, it just makes no sense. There were so many guys that made sense for them. Epinesa would have been a great add, a first-round talent. They let him slip to a division rival. I, I hated um, that one. I hated that. I hated that. 
and it just bolsters that defense. He's a guy, to me, who's going to stand out in that defense too, Epinesa. So mm-hmm. it it just a disappointing, disappointing pick for me at, in the second round. I it, I was not a fan of it whatsoever, and I like the player. Don't get me wrong, I like the player. I just think that his value is not there at all. And then there were so many different routes that they could have gone and still could have gotten this guy, especially with the flexibility they had with all the draft picks. Yeah. Um, Going off at Vanessa, I just have to say the bills had an amazing draft, which is unfortunate since they're in the same division as you. Right. Um, They got a lot better, but back to this pick, I, I get the, you know, you're drafting a D2 guy at the top of the second round, you know, and me, I was a huge Grant Delpit guy. So I was really hoping they'd take him. You know, I think he's more ready now. I like Delpit um, as well. Um, you know, I don't hate that they went with the more, uh, the guy who, who was less valued at that position. That's fine with me. Um, I actually probably like Duggar better just because I think that, you know, there's less tread on the tires and um, he's going to come in and he's going to work for it more than the guy who was voted um, the best defensive back in all college football, you know? Yeah. So it's a good point. Right. Um, So I think that I actually like that in terms of a safety pick, but I just think we're okay at safety. Now you can get a younger guy to develop underneath guys like that. And why not a guy with all the intangibles that Duggar has, right? I understand yeah. that. I understand that pick at safety completely. But I still think you can get him. I, I think they could have gotten him in the third round. And if you can't, you can trade back into the second round because you have so much flexibility with all those draft picks. I just think there were so many different routes that they could have gone. And we're going to get into it after Duggar. I thought it got even worse, in my opinion. Really? It, it okay. Just, it, I, I thought it was an ugly, ugly draft night for Bill Belichick. All right. Um yeah, final final thought on Duggar from me. I think they really must think he can they can make him elite cuz at 37 there's a lot to not be happy with. Like he is 24, which is old for a draft pick, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um but I think just with his athleticism, you know, there's a lot to like. He also has like the largest hands, arms and wingspan of the safeties. Like there's a lot to like physically and athletically. And, you know, they probably looked and said he's D2. He didn't get as good as coaching as some of these other guys. We can make him special. But Right. I I agree. I I agree. I agree that he's – with the coaching that he's going to receive and the players that he's going to be around, it's it's the best fit for him. And I think that – and I think that he is going to succeed here. I'm not saying he's not going to, and I'm not saying that I don't like him as a player, and I don't think that – I wish they hadn't picked him at all. I'm not even saying – that I wish they hadn't picked him in the second round. All I'm saying is there were many options with that pick in the second round that they could have gone with that would have been better fits there. And they could have gotten him later, whether it was in the second round or in the third or in the fourth. I think he would have been there in the third. Personally, I I don't see an NFL team taking other than Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots being cocky enough and confident enough to take a division two player in the second round. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, there was people thought he would go this early, but like you said, teams have different draft boards. I do find it tough that 
another team was looking to pick him in the 40s. You know, like right, exactly. He is a Division two talent. I, that's what I'm saying. I think he would have been there in the the 50s, maybe the late 50s, maybe even in the early 60s, which is a move that the Patriots could have made. They had yeah. a lot of picks, a lot of picks at that point. Yeah. So it, it just it, to me it makes no sense. I they they made trades and I and I liked uh, certain trades that they made. Um, but I, they just didn't make sense to me. I, I thought that they were with the amount of flexibility they had, they had better options. Right. Especially starting with that Duggar pick. Yeah. I do think we need to take into account the punt returning. He got six punt return touchdowns. That's huge, but yeah, right. no. I mean, everything that he does is something that makes him perfect for the Patriots and perfect for Bill. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't disagree. I just think that in terms of draft position and what you're looking to do as a team in terms of the Patriots, that was not the right move, in my opinion. I, I think that there were so many different holes that they could have filled in this draft, and, and they just almost ignored them. And, and to me, it was just... I don't know. I, I, it was confusing and it was one of the, to me, it was probably the most confusing draft I've had to watch as a Patriots fan my entire life. And that's saying something, you know, we've had some drafts where, where we thought Bill was off his rocker, you know, and they've turned out, they've turned out well, but their bills also made a lot of mistakes. And I think that he made a lot of mistakes after the hit or miss drafter. Right. Exactly. I agree. And I think he really missed this yeah. year. I'm not so, gonna lie, I really do. And I, I, I think he got some players that are gonna work out. Um, I think Anthony Jennings was a good pick. I think Uche was a good pick. I think they're good role players. And I like Duggar. I think Duggar is gonna gonna be a, a player that fits in well here too. But there were just so many different holes that they could have filled and 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 could have gone with, and it didn't make sense to me to do what they did, especially at the tight end position, which we'll get in later and to later. So before we move on to Uche, um, what's your grade? For the dogger pick? Yeah, letter grade for it. C minus. B minus? C. C minus. Oh, minus. Wow. Okay. I said a B just because I really like the player, but I agree that maybe not the position you want to go for straight away. Mm-hmm. Um maybe a little too high, but I really like the player and think he has a lot of potential. So I, mm-hmm. I went a little high and I like the punt returning, but all right, moving on to the pick at number 60, Josh Uche out of Michigan linebacker. I believe they traded up for him. Uh, they did move up. Yep. Yeah. So I have a little uh, synopsis of him. He only started his senior season. Um, he can play edge or outside linebacker. He's a great tackler. Jedrick Wills, who was picked 10th, he was a tackle for Alabama, uh, said he's the toughest guy he had to block. I saw that. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Mm. Yep. When asked why he's a fit with the Patriots, he said, because I'm a hard-ass worker. Right. He's good friends with Winovich. And going off that, Bill actually talked to Winovich about players at Michigan, which I thought was interesting. Right. That is – that is very interesting <laughs> that Bill uh, gathers any intel that he can, you know? I mean, I, I think it's just classic 
Bill, and I think it, it speaks to why he has been so successful um, in the draft over the years. Obviously, he's made mistakes too, but um, for the most part, it's been good. Yeah, I also thought it showed a lot of trust in Winovich to go to him asking about advice for... Well, I think that shows the, the maturity that he sees in Winovich and, and the role that he's going to see this year. Winovich is going to have a, a way more increased role this year, in my opinion, and I think we're, we're going to see a big year out of him, him and a big jump. So um, getting a guy that he's familiar with and, and a guy that fits into our defense perfectly, um, can play multiple positions, like you said, can play edge, um, can play on the outside is almost a perfect Jamie Collins replacement in my, in my opinion, yep, in, that's terms what I was of, thinking. in terms of body size, in terms of athleticism. Um, and I think he, I think he'll be a harder worker than Collins. Oh is. yeah. Um, so I, I think that tandem is going to be a big part of what we're looking to do defensively uh, for years to come. Yeah. I, I loved all the stuff this guy was saying, and I love that they trade up because they really wanted him. You could tell they really wanted him. Sometimes the Pats are passive, but I like that they trade up for this guy. Right. I think he has a lot of potential, and if he gets more coaching to be more of a linebacker, to get the linebacker instincts, and I mean, who better to learn from than Gerard Mayo when it comes to that? I think he can be really special. Agreed. Um, I think any linebacker that comes to New England and has the intangibles that a guy like this does has a chance to be really special. You know, um, learning under a guy like Belichick, um, filling, you know, filling roles that legendary players like Bruschi and McGinnis and, you know, Dante Hightower and the, and the newer generation have played. Um, it's just it's something that the Patriots have done well for a long time is breed linebackers. Um, yeah. And like I said to you, I texted you earlier in the week. A good Belichick defense is deep at linebacker. And I'm excited to address that. They addressed that. Absolutely. And that was that was the one thing that I was really happy with in this draft was that they addressed linebacker. I, I, I like having a deep linebacker core um, with good young talent. And they did a great job, in my opinion, in taking uh, Uche first and then Anthony Jennings second as well. Yeah. Now, some I want to point out, we are we are hoping for that we're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, think I think we should make that vocal. Uh, right. In my opinion. In my opinion, based off of this draft, I think this draft was the most telling sign that we're going for Trevor Lawrence. I like, I I honestly think it's serious now. I, before I I thought you know, depending on you, you know they're going to try and win obviously, um, yeah. And we've got a good secondary, so you know it's going to come down to how far in the down in the draft we are. And after this draft, in my opinion, I think they're going for it. I think they want Lawrence. I, I, and I think Belichick, after going years with Brady, knows the importance of having the guy at quarterback. You know, you could have the best defense in the world, but if you don't have the guy at quarterback, things can change, um, especially in a, in a pass-heavy league nowadays. Um, Bill, from what we've seen in this draft, I think is going gonna, is gonna to try and load up defensively, load up in the middle of the field, linebacker, and, and try and <clears throat> run a power run game this year with Stidham throwing the ball when he has to. And then, you know, we'll see where we end up in the, in the draft. And if we end up with Lawrence, we end up with Lawrence, but I think he'd be a great fit here. That'd be amazing. But yeah, like with the Lawrence thing, I'm just noting in my head 
first pick was Duggar, D2 guy. So first year, he might struggle. Plus, he's already at a loaded position for us. And then the second pick is Uche, who only started one year. Um, And like I said, he has a lot of potential. But as far as linebacker skills they are lacking, he needs coaching. (laughs) That's another guy who might struggle his first year. So I'm just noting stuff like that. I feel like this draft is a into the future draft, more of a potential players draft rather than immediate help. Right. I agree. In my opinion, it was a lot of let's get role players, you know, um, guys that are going to fit us perfectly in this draft, you know, maybe not make the splash because next year we're going to make that splash and we're going to end up with a quarterback, whether it is Trevor Lawrence or it's Justin Fields, who knows? Um, it, that's obviously going to depend on draft position. I think they'll be the number one pick next year. Um, they have I, a tough, I hope so. They, they have a really tough schedule and I think they're going to struggle. I, you know, a lot of teams say, uh, well, not, not a lot of teams. I mean, a lot of people are saying that that secondary is too good to tank and, you know, that is true. That is a very good secondary, but I think it's the overall team is, is bad enough to tank, in my opinion, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It, it's just Stidham's a brand new quarterback. He was a fourth round pick. Like no one's picking him thinking he's guaranteed to be great. And I believe in him. I think he can be really good. Right. But, but it are- is going to be his first year and he doesn't really have the weapons. He like no weapons. He has no weapons. He's got nobody. Like, let's yeah. be honest. He has nobody. They drafted two tight ends in this draft that are nice complementary pieces. They aren't weapons. Yeah, you know we'll get I, to those guys. Mean? Those guys with Brady would have been great because they're going to make catches that, you know, are at important times. And, you know, they're going to be uh, important, you know, pieces to that offense, but they aren't going to be crunk. You know what I mean? They're not going to step in and be that red zone guy that you need right away. Um, right. So I think Stidham and that offense is going to struggle mightily. Um, I think the the defense is going to see um, a lot more points than we think that they are going to see as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're great on Uche. Uche, uh, I'll give a B plus. I think that was a solid, solid pick. Okay. I said an A, but that's also me understanding this draft, you know, in term. Like, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt in the sense of it seems like they're going for potential, not necessarily immediate impact. Because I don't think Uche will be crazy right off the get-go, but I love the fit. And I think in the future, he can be really good. So that's why I gave it an A. Mm-hmm. I, Next, I, I think he's a fit. I think he's a fit and I think he'll play well here. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't see, I don't see him, um, you know, playing off the charts, but I don't think anyone sees that. And I, I don't think that that's the type of player that the Patriots think they're getting. So um, it's going to be a Jamie Collins type replacement. They're going to mix them and match them. Um, but it, it's overall a great fit. Yeah. The next pick was at 87. It was Anthony Jennings out of Alabama. Um, he played a lot of edge at Alabama. Um, the Patriots said they're going to use him as an outside linebacker. That's their plan. He has good strength and technique as a 
pass rusher. He led Alabama in sacks and pressures last year. He was a team captain, good at stopping the run, good at swatting passes. He thought he would be a Patriot before the combine even began. And obviously there's that Belichick and Saban connection. So a lot to like with him. Right. What are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts? I mean, whenever I see the Patriots take an Alabama guy, I usually don't complain. Right. Because they always work out, and I know Belichick and Saban have such a good relationship that they've talked extensively about this guy. You know, That's why I asked you first, because I knew you were going to say that, and I 100% agree. You know, I mean, like, whenever you have a player come out of Alabama and go to the Patriots, it's just going to work out because you know that relationship between Saban and Belichick is so close. And and you know that Belichick has talked to Saban about that guy extensively, has talked to his coaching staff about that guy extensively, um, and has just seen probably every minute of film on him. So that's a guy that... I think fits in a system like the Patriots because it's so similar to Alabama's and um, a guy that I think we're really going to see some special things out of based on uh, the fact that Bill took him um, in the middle rounds and and ahead of where he was slotted to be taken really, which was a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just a great value here. I did. I don't really have any negatives on it. I mean, he's a team captain as well. Like he's won a lot of games at Alabama. He kind of wanted to be here. It sounds like he's versatile. You know, I, I just love. These the are so. I mean, these are two guys to me now. These two linebackers. First with Uche, who in my opinion has the ceiling of like a a back back end first round type guy type linebacker. You know, because yep. I think. You know, you see so many. You so we saw so many receivers taken higher than normal. You know, yeah. pushing some of the talent back on the defensive side into that second round, and I think we saw that with Uche. Um, and then Anthony Jennings is a guy that was actually slotted to be taken a little bit later, but I think he's a guy that really is a mid to high second round talent. And a guy, I, that, I agree, right, and could play like a first round talent, in my opinion, the way he fits into our defense. Yeah, teaming up, teaming up with former Alabama linebackers in High Tower, right? Yep. Teaming up with other really young, explosive linebackers in Winovich and Uche, um, I think that's a fun linebacker group. I think it's a really, really deep linebacker group, and I think it's a it's a newly rejuvenated linebacker group. You know, I, I think Van Noy brought something that was steady and consistent for years. Right. And we're going to see something um, a little bit more different now. We're going to see more rotation at that position. Um, and I think we're, we're just going to see overall depth, which is what we saw a lot more uh, before these past couple of years, which um, we're going to see more coverage linebacking, um, yep. which is something that we saw a lot before um, these past couple of years. You know, um, these past couple of years, Bill went back to his philosophy on pass rushing, which I really liked. You know, I mean, it, it was a fit for the type of defense we have, but I think he's starting to 
adjust. He's bringing in some guys that can cover. He's bringing in some guys that can pass rush. I think he really wants to have uh, one of the best defenses he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, I just, for me, the first three picks they did, I love because the Pats have the oldest offense and the oldest defense, right? I mean, they had to get younger. And now your linebacking core is going to be Jennings, Uche, Hightower, Jawan Bentley, and some other guys, right? It's a lot younger. Uh, You can really rotate guys in and out. And now McCourty's old. He's thinking about retirement soon. Patrick Chung is old. He looked a lot slower last year. You just got rid of Harmon, right? So you had to get a young safety, and that's what they did. So I thought they addressed the defense well with these first three picks, personally. Yeah, I, I they needed to get younger. Um, and I think they'll get even more talent on defense next year. In fact, I, I have a hunch that they'll have two first-round picks next year. I don't think that Belichick is going to pick at one, and that's going to be it for him, you know? Yeah, um, I, th- I think they'll move a veteran and maybe get a first or move, you know, um, a couple of their picks and move back into the first with a second first round pick next year. Uh, because when Belichick makes a splash, which is very, very rare, but when he makes a splash, it's a big one. You know what I mean? Um, especially in the drafts. You look back to that one year with Dante Hightower and Chandler Jones and trading up for both of them in the first round. Um and in free agency with Stefan Gilmore recently, you know, signing him and making him the best corner in, in football, really, in our system. So uh, I think that next year is going to be the splash year. And I think that we're going to look back on this draft and say, wow, what they did was right. Not yep. because it was right in terms of this year, but it's going to be right after what we get next year. Um, it's the setup. Right. It is. It, right. I'm not saying it. Um, as fluently as I should, but yeah, the, the, the setup is a perfect way to describe it. This is, this draft was the setup to the big one next year, in my opinion. Yeah. So as far as a grade for Anthony Jennings, I'm going to give it an A. I have nothing to hate on it. I thought it was a great pick. The Jennings pick for me gets an A too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I usually don't give A's. I'm usually pretty conservative with my, with my draft grades, you know that, but um, yeah. whenever Belichick is getting a guy that you can trust as much as an Alabama linebacker, um, the guy that he can literally lean on uh, whenever, just because he knows what he exactly what he can do at all times from, from Saban in his system. Um, and if he ever really needs to know anything about him, he has resources to know. Um He's going to learn under good, good veteran linebackers who have been there before. Um, just a great fit for me, um, and probably the best pick of the entire draft, in my opinion. Interesting. I don't necessarily disagree, but we've been very positive here, and unfortunately, the mood's going to change because oh, I it's think gonna change. This, this these is picks, where it gets ugly. yeah. This so the Patriots. Traded up at 91, I think a lot of people were happy, thought they were going to get a real impact player, and they got, I might mess up the pronunciation, but Devin Asiasi, tight end from UCLA, just some background on him. He actually ended up rooming with Josh Uche and Dalton Keene at one point. 
He is six foot three, 260 pounds, career average of 15.2 yards per catch. Um, I do like some that. things. Yeah. Some things I noticed about him seam routes. Great at those. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a Patriot tight end, you got to run the seam. Yeah. He was good at them. Um, with his size, he can be a great blocker and he puts the effort in. I believe he said he was the best blocking tight end of the class, which I disagree with, but I like a tight end who wants to be a blocker. Komet and was I the do- best blocking tight end of the draft, and he was also the best receiving tight end of the draft, which is why I was mad they didn't take him at 37. Right. But I, I like the confidence in the kid, you know? I think there is some potential with him. I like you know, the I- confidence. I like the confidence in, you know, something that players usually aren't too proud to be confident in you know yeah players aren't usually bragging over their blocking you know and Aussie Aussie is out here bragging about his blocking which is something that a patriot would do you know but um it to me it was just disappointing because it you know it I like it, it just made no sense I, like I, I don't know it, there was it, there were players available that I thought made sense at the time. Asiasi was a guy that I hadn't heard and, you know, really connected to the Patriots much. Um, there were better tight ends available, in my opinion. Trotman was available, which I get. I get that Trotman really isn't a Belichick type pick. Um, but I mean, it's just it was just a jump for me to go all the way to Asiasi, um, who played at UCLA. And, you know, a school that doesn't really breed tight ends well. We haven't heard much about him. We haven't seen much of him. Um, And when you do see some tape on him, he looks pretty good. You know, the experts after that pick, a lot of them were really praising the pick and saying, you know, this guy's underrated and he's underappreciated. But I didn't know if that was just, you know, every draft pick type banter or if it was serious, you know? I mean, I think he was underrated, but I mean, I was talking pretty nicely about this tight end class last draft. And I have at least five tight ends that were better and was hoping they'd take one of them. Obviously, you know, I love Troutman. Mm -hmm. I picked him out in early January when he was being talked as a seventh rounder. So I was a fan of him. You know, I was a fan of uh, the Florida Atlantic tight end, Bryant, or the other Bryant as well from Washington. Albert O was there. There was a lot of tight ends I really liked, and them picking him I thought was way too early. I mean, he was being talked as a fifth or sixth rounder, you know? And moving up to get him, too. That was the shocking part. That they really moved up at that point. At that point, my you know my little brother and I were watching the draft, and they moved up, and we thought, okay, this is the quarterback pick. Then, you know, if they're yeah. moving up, Jake Fromm is there. We thought we, they were going to take Jake Fromm, who slipped all the way to Buffalo. In what was it? Was it the sixth or the fifth? I can't even remember. It was late fifth, I think. Late fifth. I or mean, early um, six, uh, maybe. That, I don't know. Th- that was a that was a guy that we were taking a chance on over a Devin Asiasi. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you you love Fromm, and I knew you were fuming seeing him not get picked by us. 
I obviously didn't mind. We have our disagreement there, but yeah, Asi Asi. I mean, he he's kind of a Patriots tight end when you think about it. He can really run the seam route, and he wants to be a blocker, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just, I thought it was too early for my grade. I'm giving it. I'm gonna. I'm giving it a C. For me, it's a. Be nice. Be nice. I, I, yeah, I know. I'm trying to not be too harsh is the thing. Um, because, you know, I do think he, he'll, he'll be a fit with us, and I, I think he'll be a, a decent role player, as I've said with many of these guys. I think a lot of them are going to be really good role players with us. Um, but he's just not a guy that jumps off the charts for me. It's just going to be more of the same. It's just going to be another Ryan Izzo, you know, <laughs> for me. Um, I think he, he, he probably is a little bit better – Receiving the ball than Ryan Izzo probably reminds me more of like a like a Omanawanui type, you know, who who was able to catch a few passes but never consistently was in the passing game. My friend was defending these two tight ends, talking about how Bill likes them, and I'm acting like I know more than Bill when you know we can have our agreements and disagreements. Like, am I wrong for disagreeing that him benching Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? But you know, anyway. I, I compared this guy to who man, you know, that yeah. that was my comparison for him, which isn't bad necessarily, but right. just so, trading I mean, up in the third round. We're on this. We're on the, we're on the exact same page then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to me, he reminds me of almost an Omanawanui who's going to factor in the past game, but he's going to factor in the past game very minimally. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a little bit more than Omanawanui just because, when Omanawa knew he was there, Gronk was also there. So right. um, he'll he'll probably have a little bit more of an impact. But to me, I, I think he's a good, a good, a really good third tight end and a a decent second tight end. You know, yeah. But he's probably our number one right now, which is yeah unfortunate. So so your grade. Oh right, I forgot. Uh, my grade probably. I gave it a C, so I. You gave it a C. I I guess I'll go C minus then, because I I'll be I want to be a little bit under you just because. You know I I I feel like I do hate the pick a little bit more than you, but. Yeah, I'm not trying to kill anybody. You know, like no, I mean me they me they either. do I deserve mean, like, to I be can... in the NFL. You know, so I'm not trying to. I think he's a fit, but I just think it was a little a little high. I don't think it was crazy high. I think it was a little high, and I think it. I don't think it addresses a need. Yeah, well, am I am I wrong in that? No, I. I mean, we're on the same page with it, you know. <laughs> right, right. But so, this uh, next one so is uh, so basically, basically, Human Junior has just been drafted by the Patriots. Has has decided. entered the Patriots. System. <laughs> uh, the next pick really got me. This one, I was just so confused. I was, you know, they traded up to 101. I was, I was like, okay, excited. This, this I has thought to be the quarterback pick then now. It, yeah. They, they've traded up twice now. This has to be the quarterback pick. Fromm is still there. You know, this is it. This is the quarterback pick. Nope. Yeah. Well, I actually thought it was going to be Trotman. I was like, they're going to do a two tight end system. They can't believe he's there. This is great. Which I did mention last podcast. I wanted a two tight end system. Got the wrong ones, but 
so they trade up to 101. I was excited. And um, they picked Dalton Keene from Virginia Tech, which um, – Who is well, not, well, I mean, even, not even a typical tight end. He's an H-back, not a, not a typical tight end. Right. Let's let me let me just talk about him a little bit. He's he's versatile. You know, he he played tight end, fullback, halfback, a little bit of wide out. He's a very good blocker for his size. I saw him do some pancakes and film. He has the effort and he's a very ferocious guy. My thing is, I'm not sure if it'll work in the NFL. It worked in college because of his aggressiveness. But these are bigger guys he's playing against. And I thought I think, it was a massive reach. He's an easy day three guy, maybe sixth or seventh rounder. And to trade up for him, I didn't know. I just, in my opinion, in my opinion. Oh, boy. The, the most ideal scenario for the Patriots is if he he's their number two tight end. Asiasi is their three. And they have a they have a true number one tight end next year. Because that's a good group. Yeah, you know, I like what they're building. I just don't think it was necessarily like they got to finish the job. Like if if it if they're gonna do this, I think they need to add a number one tight end next year because these aren't number one guys. You know, I, I think they're building depth at the position and building, you know, the frameworks of the big move next year again. You know, right. Um, I think that's what I think that's that was the theme of the draft was building the framework. Yeah, for... we built the outside of the puzzle. Right. You know, but right. next year we'll probably start connecting stuff, you know. Right. I just thought that, you know, there were there were some things that could have been connected this year too. I was like <laughs> I don't yeah. know that um but uh it was an interesting pick for me with uh Keen. Uh I you know with what I saw on film, he's going to struggle um, at the NFL level, in my opinion. He is not a, a typical tight end. He's an H-back, which for those who don't know what an H-back is, it's a tight end who typically plays off the line and is a pure blocker. Um, but it, I don't know. I, like, I could see them running some H-back scenarios. I, I think they're really looking at the power run game um, and that how that is going to be a huge part of their uh, postseason game when they eventually do make big moves and get back to the postseason. Um, Keen and Asiasi are going to play a big role uh, along with a strong offensive line in that. So um, I think it's another good fit um, if they can get him to do what they want him to, um, you know, and I think he, he has some intangibles in the receiving game. Um, I think he could honestly be a better receiver than Asiasi is. Interesting. I uh, just just based off of, you know, I think uh, a, a lot of people liked what Asiasi did as a receiver in college, um, but I, I don't see Asiasi's game translating to the NFL in terms of the receiving game. He as a blocker, I think he'll it'll be seamless for him. Yeah. Um, whereas Keen, I think, is going to struggle because he was an H back, but. In the receiving game, I think he plays more of an NFL-style receiving game than Asiasi does. I think he'll be a little bit better after the catch, um, and I think he'll be a, a bit of a better red zone target too. Yeah, I, I, like, I like him. I think he's a good Patriot pick. 
And I think he's just, I think I think he's the feel good guy. Gronk yeah. was the guy that kept everyone kept everything together. Gronk was the glue. Without Gronk, none of it works at the end there because Bill and Tom were at each other's throats and everyone was at each other's you know like everyone was just it was getting old, you know? And everyone yeah. knew that it was getting close to the end. And everyone was on edge about that. So having a guy like Gronk, I think Bill knew ahead of time. That's why he's a genius. You know, why draft a guy with a personality like Gronk? And then all of a sudden, everything starts getting tense. And, you know, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 10 years. And they really got to buckle down. And and this guy's just shotgunning beers. Having a guy like Gronk in the locker room was perfect for that team, right? So um, I think Dalton Keene is that guy for this next generation but he's just not going to be as prominent a player as Gronk was. Yeah. So just to wrap it up on Dalton Keene, my face when I saw the Pats traded up and that Trotman was still on the board and I realized the two tight end system was coming back. And I, I was, I was excited. I was like, you know, Asiasi will be the two and Trotman will be the one and we'll kind of have a two time system back. And then Dalton Keene was the pick and I was a little disappointed. Um, I think that a lot of people think that Troutman has the, uh, the ceiling of a number one tight end, right? Because he's, he's probably, you know, he's, he's better in the receiving game than most of the tight ends. Yeah. Are, right? He made some spectacular plays in college right. as a receiver. I th- right. I think he has the ceiling of a number one tight end. And I think he fits that role more than a lot of the other tight ends do. But I think he was a little less refined than, uh, most of the tight ends were, and he's got a he's got a lot of work to do to really get um, get ready for the NFL level. You know. Yeah, well, I'll be rooting for him in New Orleans, but my grade on be a great. I think he'll be a great fit in New Orleans with a with with a quarterback like Drew Brees, you know, a mind like Drew Brees. You're going to succeed in the receiving game, especially when they have weapons like they do. You know, yeah. Trout, Troutman's gonna be open. <laughs> Like, they're not going to be keying in on Troutman at any time. <laughs> right, offense, yeah. You know? So he's going to have some success, in my opinion. I think that was a great fit for him. I don't know that New England would have been the fit. There's a lot of pressure on you in New England in general. Coming in and trying to fill into Rob Gronkowski's shoes and be the number one tight end, you know, for a de- developmental prospect, that can be tough. And that's why I think that Komet should have been the pick. I think that he would have been perfect. I think he's the most refined tight end prospect we're going to see in the next in the few like in the next coming years. Yep. And I, I think they let him they let him pass, and, and I, I think that's a mistake in my opinion. I, like he's a guy that is as close to Gronk as I think you're going to get in the next ten years, probably. Um, I I don't see any tight end prospects coming up that are going to be better than Komet was, you know, and I think that he was even underrated. I th- Like, if you look at him, he does a lot of stuff that Jason Witten does, but he's got Gronk size, which I think is really – what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's um, it's um unique almost. Yeah. You know, and it's something, it's something that the NFL hasn't seen before, which I think that that combination, Witten's playability with Gronk's size is something that would take the NFL by storm, and I think it will. And it will in Chicago if they could find the right quarterback. Well, I mean, he's their tenth tight end, so you know it's got to work. <laughs> right, right. And I, I just realized actually that they traded for Foles, so I think that could really work now. It could. But, I don't know that. I don't know that Komet is necessarily 
a fit in a Foles offense, but he, I think he's just, he's going to be such a dominant physical presence uh, that he'll have, he'll definitely have some success. And if he finds the right quarterback along the way, he's going to have a lot of success in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I don't disagree. He would um, fit perfectly with a guy like Brady. He would. He would have been great. You know, I wanted he, him as he, a Pat, but he would fit perfectly with a guy like a Ben Roethlisberger too. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that he needs kind of that ancient, ancient type quarterback that's going to sit in the pocket and find him. You know, right. Um, so we'll we'll see um, how Komet works out, and in terms of Dalton Keene. Again, another guy that I think fits, but it was just an interesting one and a shocker for me. Just give me a grade. I'm I'm done with Dalton Keene. I actually, I, I think he, I actually think we're gonna end up liking Dalton Keene. Not gonna lie, like I think oh, I like him a, as I'm rooting for him. I just saw it was a reach. I think he's just gonna be an absolute goon while he's here. <laughs> um, let's see. In terms of grading, I, I'll give Dalton Keene a, a. I'm gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. Oh, I liked it. I li- I liked it better than the Asi Asi pick. I'll say that. Interesting. I gave it a C. Okay. Um, but I, do, I think I mean, he'll be here also, for a while. Yeah, we're also I'm not a, not taking into account the fact that he played at Virginia Tech, and and I I don't know that Virginia Tech is gonna pump out any real tight end talents, but we'll see. Yeah, I think the reason my last two grades are harsh is because I want someone else that. That's what I'll say. Right. But, and I, for me, I, at that point in the draft, I literally texted you and was just like, I have no clue what they're doing. I, have, <laughs> I thought, I, you know what I mean? Like I, going into draft day, how confident was I in their plan? I was really confident. They were going to move back, right? Yeah. And then they did. So I thought I knew exactly what they were doing. I thought, I then... thought they were going to move back and they were either commit or Epinesa with that first. And then the second one, they were going to move up and they were going to try and take another high second round talent. And then they were going to pick the rest of the draft and probably take some late round tight ends and a quarterback. And I was, boy, was I wrong. And just a 12 6 curveball, filthy, just came oh, yeah. in. And I, I, I was confused, New England, pretty much. You could feel the breeze in center field from my swing. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to pick 159, a kicker. Justin Rohrwasser. So personally, I love my guy Rodrigo, the kicker out of Georgia. Um, right. But I had to do my research. This guy's a unit. He is six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. Bro, as a kicker, he's got a, he's got a leg. Okay, I, he's I'll got a leg. Some, I watched some film on him, and like I don't know that he's going to be the start the the starting kicker here ever. I don't even know if he'll start this year, but. Um, they might even bring in a veteran and just cut him, but he oh he does have some potential, is what I will say. He's got the potential. I, I, I don't know if it'll work out, but he's got the. I think he's got the potential. I like this guy. I don't know. Really? I, I don't know if I, I love, like him right I, away, but I love this pick. I'm just gonna say my grade A plus. I don't. <laughs> oh my the dude, god. <laughs> all right, he has tattoos and a nose ring, which I think is hilarious. For me, the, for me, he was for me the great. Was he was four. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. He was four, 14 for fourteen on kicks in the fourth quarter in OT. Right, that's what I liked. He was four for four in bad weather. Okay, like rain and snow and all that. He hit a fifty-three yard game winner. He also had another yeah, fifty-plus. That's what I saw was the fifty-three yard game winner. 
And yep. it was good from about 10 more yards, too. It was, wow, was it a good kick. He's got a leg. He does have a leg. That's what I'm saying. He's got a lot of power. I just want to see how his ball looks. You know, I don't want any more Goskowski ball sliding to the right every, you know, <laughs> scaring you. Yeah. Um, Goskowski was beautiful for those first few, few years. And then after he missed that extra point in Denver, it was downhill from there. But um, shout out Steven Goskowski. Steven Goskowski, you are a legend. You're, you're a Hall of Famer. But the, the last few years were rough. I'm not going to lie. He he's not listening. Oh, I know but, he's um, I know he's not listening. <laughs> I know he's not listening, but just let me have this. Okay. All right, I will. Uh he, but he was 85.7% on field goals and 97.2% on PATs. And he's a, he's a character for a kicker and I just love it. I know he can hit someone with his size, so I can't wait for him to level a guy who is about to get a touchdown on a kicker turn. I think you're hoping for a Pat McAfee, bro, and I just don't think we're getting a Pat McAfee. I, I don't know. Uh, Tim, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan of this. Uh, interesting story uh, that he got a lot pick. of questions on. I'm a fan of the pick. My grade I will give real quick. I'm I'm yep. gonna give it a B minus. I think it was a little Oof. a little high for the kicker. A little high for the kicker. Oof. I don't see I don't see them missing out on him in the sixth round or, or even the seventh. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It was a little, <laughs> it was a little I'm not going to so act like I, it wasn't. That's all I'll say. And that's why it's a B minus. If it was in the seventh, I, it would be a B plus, but I just, I feel like this guy's going to be a legend here. I don't know. Justin Rorosser, you think is going to be a legend here? Yeah, I do. I think I really I, do. I think he has like, like I said, I think he has the potential to be a good kicker in the NFL. Do I think it? Do I think it will work out? I I don't know. <laughs> I think watch. I think I think he has just as much of the potential to be a good kicker in the NFL as I as I think he does getting cut out of camp. How about we say that? Oh, watch! He'll hit like a forty-one yard game I, winner in the AFC title oh, game I in the snow. You watch. I hope he proves me wrong. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope he hits the game winner. I hope Trevor Lawrence drives us down the field in Kansas City and, and Roros hits the game winner to beat Mahomes and send us to Super Bowl. I really do. I really do. I'm going to try to dream about that tonight. That sounds like a good If one. we get Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> the Kansas City rivalries back on. That's the AFC Championship game every year. Patriots and Chiefs. That will be so fun. Lawrence versus Mahomes. That's the next one. Everyone thought it was going to be Watson versus Mahomes. It's the next Manning Brady. No, it's <laughs> Lawrence versus Mahomes, baby. Let's go. All right, we'll go to the next pick. Enough about my guy, Roar Wasser. <laughs> At 182, I believe they traded up for this guy. It was Michael Onwenu from Michigan, another Michigan guy. He's 340 pounds. He's a big boy. A. He was a three-year starter. A. Uh, oh, I agree. I, I said A-, minus, but yeah, he – A. If you're getting a guy in the sixth round – who is uh, just so big, and it will not get outsized, outstrength. A. Just perfect for a six-round pick as a guard. Great depth, a. what you're looking for. Not even an A-plus, but yeah. just A. Perfect. Perfect pick. Yeah. Uh, he, he He's impressive for me. I, I think I, I had heard his name a little bit in the pre-draft process, which is something that you don't hear a lot for – you know, late offensive lineman, uh, especially some of the ones that the Patriots pick. But um, he's a guy that I had watched a little bit of foam on. 
a huge guy, a guy that I think will fit perfectly into the, into a Patriots style power run game. Um, and I think a guy that I think honestly could be a starter. Maybe at some point, be like a, at some point, I think he could be a starter that, uh, uh, the intangibles like that. I mean, the body like that, in a in a Belichick or even, you know, like a, a McDaniels off a Belichick McDaniels offense, you know, I mean, I think they're going to work with Skarnecki a little bit. He's not going to be their offensive line coach, but, you know, put a little of Skarnecki's wisdom in that kid and they'll be fine. Yeah. What I could say is guards, late round guards have a better success rate than tackles. So right. I do think there's a chance he could be a starter. Michigan I mean, Shaq guard. Mason was Michigan yeah, guard too. True. Which is what I love about him, a Michigan guard. I mean, he was a three-year starter. It's not like he was a scrub in college. Right. He was really good. No, he and was. He's, he's... He was, and he dropped. It's not like, you know, it's not like we're we're reaching on this guy at all. This was a, a guy that had dropped to us, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so definitely a gift pick late for us yeah. there and, and an A for me um, with that pick. Yeah, I gave an A minus. Great pick. No issues. Indeed. Um, next pick at 195 is Justin Heron from Wake Forest. He's six foot four, 308 pounds. He was a four year starter. He got a torn ACL, but he actually recovered from it nicely. An interesting note, I would say, is he's listed as an offensive tackle, but he was announced as a guard, and the Patriots told him to be ready to play wherever on the offensive line. And that's why I so, think he's. You know what I mean? He's flexible. What'd you say? I, I said, and that's why I think he's a Patriot. Because yeah, he's a flexible versatility. offensive lineman, a versatile offensive lineman, you know? Um, yeah. Which is what you need to be if you're not going to be a starter here. That's why I think um, on on when is that how you pronounce his name? On when you? I'm so bad. On when you, on I when think. You, I'm not. Uh, that's why I think on when you is going to be a starter. I don't think he's as versatile, but I think he's so powerful. And I think that's why he'll eventually make his way up to a starter. And I think he's going to be a very good player for the Patriots. Um, this yeah. Heron kid is a guy that is going to be a Ted Karras, you know, you know, someone that they use when they need him, you know, and, and, and in different scenarios um, in different positions. So he's going to be almost a utility guy uh, on the offensive line. If he works out, you know, obviously he's a late yeah. round pick, a developmental prospect. So, um, could just be another guy who gets cut cut out of camp, but um, I think that he has some promise in in that versatility. Yeah, great, great versatile pick to get at the end here. He's a four year starter, no issue. Uh, I give it an A minus. For me, it's a it's a B. You know, I'm not wowed okay. by the pick, but it, it, I liked it. Yeah. All right, we're pretty much on the same page with that. Next pick uh, at 204. Uh, I, I hate when I feel like I'm going to butcher a name, but I'm going to try. Cash Malui. Yeah, I, uh, I can't pronounce it either. So <laughs> He was a linebacker from Wyoming. He had a 4-5-3-40, which is pretty fast for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a ball hawk. He, he, he'll force some turnovers. And – he was a four-year player. Last year, he had 67 tackles, two interceptions, seven tackles for a loss. 
he was kind of overshadowed by his teammate, Logan Wilson, who went in the first pick of the third round by the Bengals. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a good build for a linebacker. And what the thing I liked about him, at worst, he'll be a good special team. Exactly. And that's why I think he's a Patriot is because I think he's the Abner replacement. I think he's yeah. going to be that versatile special special teamer who, um, you know, Ebner really didn't get out there too much. But if I think this kid has the ability to get out there and play, you know, as a second or, or well, not really a second, more more like a third swing linebacker, you know, um, a guy that could fit in in situations for um, this defense, you know. So um, at worst, like you said, he's the Ebner replacement and a guy that could fit in uh, in certain roles on defense. Yeah, I see his trajectory as a Ebner type guy or like a Roberts where he'll get in on the defense occasionally. Yeah, on, you know, so honestly, it's it's kind of a mix of both. Um, I I think that's a good comparison is the Alandon Roberts and Nate Ebner, um, type guy. I think I think it's kind of a mix of both. I think he'll be Nate Eb- Ebner on special teams and and just like Alandon Roberts, kind of a swing player, um, wherever we need you type guy uh, on defense. Yeah. He also, he plays aggressively and he has that fire. I can sense when he played. Right. Which is what a Landon Roberts had. And I think he's stepping right into that role. Right. Um, yeah. Just, you know, Bill saw a lot of guys that filled smaller needs in this draft. And he said that he was gonna take those guys, you know, I not necessarily my favorite thing to do, but um, it does fill needs, and if as long as you're filling needs, especially late in the draft, um, I say go for it. And, the, and this one was a was a good pick for me. Um, I would give this one actually an A. I, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a good player for the Patriots. I whether it's just in special teams um, or helping out on defense as well. Um, I think he will play. Yeah, I gave it an A minus, and. The, these grades are kind of high at the end, but you got to realize, like, these guys, you're hoping for a rotational guy, you know? Right. You're hoping for a guy who will make your roster and provide in some oh, way. Oh, exactly. And, and I think this guy And that's why I get this 100%. pick today, because I think he's, to me, this kid is going to contribute, you know, for a seventh-round yeah. pick. I, You know, a lot for a lot of other teams, this is like an F, because, you know, it's just a special team or whatever. On the Patriots you need to have a special teamer like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you see Bill make it rain on special teamers when it comes to money and you're like, why are we struggling to pay guys? And it's cause you know, Nate Ebner's making like 3 million. Right. And then something. you block punts all year and you know, um, and, and you love them. just creating havoc on special teams and you love it. So um, I think this is yeah. a guy that, that is a fit. Um, and I, I think, will vastly improve our special teams after losing Abner. So um, yep. definitely an A for me and, and a good pick by Bill here. Yeah. Then our final pick at 230 is Dustin Woodard, who is a center out of Memphis. I, I was, was very good fan of this. to get a backup center. I was actually a fan of this pick. I'm yeah. not usually like a big fan of late round picks, and I was a big fan of this one as well. I mean, you go just just watching the film. This kid is powerful. Another guy that I think Bill is just slowly picking guys that are are going to fit perfect roles on that offensive line. You know, another powerful center for when David Andrews is out injured or you know retired. You know, 
I, yeah. I, I don't know that he'll be the number one center um, ever, but I, he'll definitely play a role, in my opinion. This kid has some potential, and he's got some real power ability um, in the run-blocking game. This was one of my favorite picks, believe it or Me not. Me too. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know why, but he's just uh, he's impressive on tape. I think losing Karras is big because he could play the guard and he could play the center, and he was very good. And David Andrews is coming back, but he did have a major injury, and God forbid he can't play football or something. You have a guy. And I also like that they picked the center last because centers naturally – fall because who's really looking for a center um he was he's so reliable he was tied for most starts in memphis history with 52 he's played 928 of 992 snaps like this is a guy who won't get hurt and you can always rely on another guy with the intangibles that can learn under a veteran that has been there and a veteran that is sturdy right in david andrews yep um and a guy that is just gonna flourish under the coaching in New England. Offensive linemen flourish under the coaching here, especially when you give us guys with the right intangibles. Look at Trent Brown, a guy that really didn't work out in San Francisco. You bring him here, a guy, he he was a mountain. I mean, how did he not work out in San Francisco? I don't get it, but you get him Scar, um, a great offensive line coach, and I get he's not coming back this year, but you know, I'm sure he's leaving a lot of his wisdom um, with the guys under him, and I'm sure he'll be checking in every once in a while. So um, just good picks in terms of the offensive line, uh, in in terms of versatility with Heron, in terms of the power run game um, with this pick here at center. Yeah. Uh, I give it an A plus. For me, it's uh, for me, it's an A. I I really liked this pick. I, I, you know, usually I'm not, too fond of guys in the later rounds. You know, I, I don't really give them as much of a chance um, just because I think that that's realistic. But um, this kid, I think another guy that could actually contribute to this team. Right. Uh, do you want to go over some undrafted guys or? Um, well, the undrafted guy that stands out uh, most to me was the running back out of Arizona. I forget his name actually. Um it's JJ Taylor. JJ Taylor, right, okay. So um he was a guy that looked to me like a good pass catching back, a guy that uh can get outside. I don't think that he'll fit into the run game too much, but a guy that can uh like a James White um fit in to the pass game. Uh I, I don't know how much of a chance that he'll have to make the team, but um like in the past we've seen with a lot of running backs like this late round picks or even um, undrafted guys. Uh, an example of that is Dion Lewis, a guy that they found a role for, um, and he really flourished. So um, I like the JJ Taylor pickup. I think he's got some uh, some intangibles. He's fast. He's quick on his feet, um, and he's good in the pass catching game, which is something that uh, works well here. So I I, I give him um, you know a solid chance to make the team. We'll see. I, uh, he's a guy that I think um, would fit decently into the offense if he was able to make the team yeah he is five five i just want to say right but short quick no there's nothing wrong with that i'm just pointing it out short quick running backs is what works here right yeah shane vereen james white so list goes on Dion lewis yeah so i'm gonna give the guy i think has the best chance of making the team 
and it's Nick Coe from Auburn. I have no idea how he didn't get drafted. So Coe, I, Co, like I actually hadn't done pick. a lot of work on, but I hadn't done a ton of work on the defensive tackles. I had done a lot of work on the receivers, and I had done a lot of work on the offensive linemen. But the uh, the defensive tackles is where I was a little uh, weak. So I, I've, I've, I've heard of Coe. I've seen a little bit on him, but uh, I, I'd like to hear your assessment on him. Well, he has the versatility to play anywhere on the line, which is good. He has an NFL body already, and he has ridiculous strength. He won national titles as a wrestler in high school. Um, he had a really good 2018, was looking like a day two, day one selection potentially, but just fell off. I think if you give him some proper training on like technique and all that, I think he can really help you out, and I think he could potentially make the team. Personally, I mean, I think we're um, I think we're a little weak up front anyway. So I think a guy like that has just an advantage in in terms of uh, a chance to make the team just because of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually excited about this kid just from hearing what you've been saying, and uh, you know, I mean. I, I, the guy plays at Auburn, so one of the it's one of the programs that has been most consistent for me in terms of uh, solid prospects at the NFL level, which is promising. Yeah, you know, um, and Belichick always likes defensive tackles who are undervalued and and have coachability. Um, so to me, it just sounds like a perfect Patriot. Yeah, so. Is there any other guy you want to go over, or can I just highlight, like, a couple? Sure. Good. All right. So, Patriots currently have two QBs we know are making the roster. The one QB I thought was interesting was Jamar Smith from Louisiana Tech, who he made, like, kind of a big program. They went 10-1 and in his final season, and he's a dual-threat QB, which I think is interesting. Not saying he's going to make the team, but he has some awards like offensive player of the year in his conference and 18 TDs, five interceptions, you know, dual threat guy. I thought it was interesting that they picked a bit him of a up. big arm. Oh, he has right. a cannon. And it, I think he had pro football focus does some, like they have their own stat on like big throws and he actually led every quarterback in the draft from right. it or something. Another guy, wide receiver, Will Hastings from Auburn. And the reason I thought this was interesting was that was one of Jared Stidham's favorite targets when he played um, with See, him. Because of that, and Hastings, in my opinion, is probably the most likely undrafted player to make the team. Yeah, I think he'll make the team. But the thing with him is he's he tore his ACL and then he retore it, so he has some injury issues. Right, but... I think he's going to be Stidham's. Edelman, though, in a way, you know, Brady had his guy that he trusts, his Edelman. Uh, and I think Hastings has a chance to be that guy for Stidham um, and, a, and a guy that can run familiar um, shorter routes, whereas other guys are going to um, go longer that I think will end up drafting. I think they're going to try and get uh, some guys that, ex- that can extend the field. Um, and I think Edelman is eventually going to move on. I don't I don't think it'll be this year, but um after this year, I think he either retires or they or they move on from him. I just don't really see him as that much of a fit with this team anymore, unfortunately. 
Yeah. Hastings is a slot guy, but just, just quickly on Edelman. I just want to give him a shout out for being a loyal guy and staying here. Cause he could have easily just requested a trade with all this, but it seemed I, I get the sense he wants to stay here for his career and that's important to him. I get that but. sense too, but I kind of wish he wouldn't, to be honest. Uh, I wish he would go. I think what, what what would be best for him would be to request a trade to Tampa, to be honest. I just think he's that – like with, with slot receivers, you know, they they really get familiar with one quarterback. And once they are, that's the guy they're with for the rest of their career, you know. I don't disagree, but I love me some Edelman. I love me some Edelman. I'm gonna I give love him me some Edelman. All the love I got. I love. You know, I'm going to give him all the love I got until I, he's I out. Agree. You know, I agree, and I just, but I just think, I, I almost, yeah, I'm no, almost, for his I'm career, almost, I almost like want him to, you know, like for his own sake, move on. Right. I, like, I, I, you want to see him succeed. I, I want to see him succeed. I don't want to see him go whatever we go this year four and or five and 12 or uh, I mean three, yeah, and, three 13, and 13 hopefully or, yeah hopefully three and 13 um I think we're gonna get five or six wins though which is unfortunate um yeah it might be nah well, I, I yeah pro- the coaching is too good it's probably to more like really right, tank it's probably more like four or five but it's but but it, we do have a tough schedule is the thing which right. helps us we're we're all about but they're gonna beat, tanking for Trevor. They're gonna but, beat one good team, which I think is Baltimore. Yeah, they'll shock they'll shock someone, hundred percent. Baltimore, um, and then Baltimore. Um, wait, who, who keeps saying Baltimore? Um, <laughs> Baltimore. Um, but I think like they they they're going to be Baltimore. I just want to keep saying that. Okay. I just want to emphasize that they're going to be Baltimore. And that's going to be their big win of the year. And then I think they'll get um, a division win or two. And then we could see some weird wins against mediocre teams, right? Which I think happens. Yeah, a random win. So uh, to me, it's four four or five, which I think might be enough to get us low enough, even if we have to trade up to it. No one is trading Lords if they have it. I could see someone trading the pa- the Pats would have to trade. What if ne- Cincinnati's won again? Like four what if five. Cincinnati's won again? They move it. That's true. They move it. That's true. That uh, that's yeah. Cincinnati and Washington are the only two teams I could see getting close to getting back there. Who else is going to be that bad? Yeah. I can literally only see Washington. Yeah. And Washington. That might be another topic. Washington would pick them, but like I could also see see them being legendarily stupid enough to trade Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. To the Patriots and give us another dynasty. So I don't, I think, I don't know. <laughs> the dynasty doesn't end. It takes a one year right. vacation. We would get, we would get one more with Lawrence, if not two. Yeah. We would, have, let me, let me uh, rephrase that. We would get at least one more with Lawrence. It would depend. It would depend right. on how many after that. Yeah, he's gonna. We already. We both know he's gonna be special. He's gonna be special, and and we want him to be special he's in July. Be special, and I think that he's going to be. I really do believe right now on April twenty sixth, twenty twenty, that Trevor Lawrence will be a Patriot come next year. Oh wow! I hope, but 
I, hey, like we'll see. Uh, Belichick and, uh, always has a plan. He's always got a plan, even if it's two years down the road, right? Like, so yeah. And I think this is it. I I don't see any other route. Yeah. Like, there's no other way we're getting back other than Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. And I think Justin Fields is a huge drop off after Trevor Lawrence. I like Justin Fields, but oh yeah, he's huge. Trevor Lawrence could rival Mahomes, in my opinion. Yeah. And he could be better because he's on the Patriots. Yay. We'll see. That's way down the line. It is way down it's the line. definitely interesting. But, we need we need to hope we have a season. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. But Patriots Patriot But final are... final undrafted guy. I don't have a lot on him, but he's the local guy. Jake Burt uh went to BC and he went to St. John's John's Prep, which is in Massachusetts. So He's a tight end. I'm not sure if he makes a team, but he's the local guy that everyone roots for. Noise. <laughs> don't know anything Should about don't know anything about Jake Burt, but um <laughs> but but he's BC, so we like him. <laughs> uh we'll see how he performs in camp. Might actually beat out Ryan Izzo, so <laughs> he might. He Who knows? probably will. Does he like to block? <laughs> well, Want to wrap yeah, this I up? I think that wraps it up. All right. So hopefully you now know a lot about the new Patriots we have on the team. Very exciting. Now we have to wait till coronavirus gets out of the way so we can talk about training camp and all that. But our next podcast will be about the Red Sox as they just got a punishment for what they did. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, 